Are you dying? Because I'm dying. Do you need to text him to make sure that he doesn't think there's a fire going on in the house? No. Okay. I like the chaotic energy that it brings. <laughs> We just took the devil out of here. I thought we were summoning it. Oh, God. I want that shirt so bad. Isn't it that hilarious? Is the, okay, listeners, you know, that's how I address you guys. Listeners. What other way? Our neighbors. I, neighbors. Yeah, how rude. How improper. <laughs> neighbors, if you want an awesome shirt... There is a shirt at Hot Topic. I'm sorry, I'm staring at your boobs. It's okay. Um, there is an awesome shirt at Hot Topic that it's like says, a vintage. Yeah, shirt. it's like a vintage shirt, and it says activities for children, and it has a kid laying in the middle of a like a witchcraft star with candles around it, and all the kids surrounding it, <laughs> like they're gonna play a board <laughs> game, and it said, "Let's summon the devil or demons." <laughs> <laughs> Let's summon the demons. <laughs> I love it. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. I I saw it. We don't condone that. No, how many don't times do, do we say that? Yeah, but it's very. I saw it at Hot Topic and I was like, I need that. First off, it's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. I yes. love it. And we saged the 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 house. We saged our, my house today, and just now, and I was like, Brie, I have the perfect shirt for saging. And I told her not to tell me, but if. If she would have told me, I would have made her get me one, too. Yeah. We're going to go okay. back and get one tomorrow yeah. for you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need it. I also wanted to – I really want that one that says don't do drugs. What What does it have on it? It has, like, a fallen angel. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And he's like – and it's another vintage don't one. <laughs> and he's, like, patting a kid on the back, like – and the kid looks sad. Like, and he's like, don't do drugs. <laughs> Hot topic. Yes. So – uh, we saged the house. We're probably all going to have a headache in a little bit from okay. the smell. Uh, We're having a girls' night tonight. Yeah, we are. Having some quality bonding time. Quality bonding time. We're my lots of dip and food. Kept kicking my husband out of the house. Hopefully he actually goes. And I thought he wasn't. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, okay. I, well, I, mean, I don't. Regardless, we're gonna. We're, it's gonna be a rager. I don't think he even <laughs> knows what he's doing. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. <laughs> can I tell um, my neighborhood story first? Heck yes, you can. Okay. Oh, this is our true crime paranormal podcast. That is Bree, and that's Amy. Okay, so here is my uh, neighborhood story. Please tell me I'm not being petty. You are. Sorry. <laughs> if you have to ask, chances yeah, are you, you are. are. Yeah. Uh, my, because my fiance thinks I am. My daughters have been part painting kindness rocks and hiding them in our community. They paint the most beautiful rocks with vibrant colors and gorgeous lettering and inspirational sayings. They work so hard on them. They've been seen. We've seen so many comments in our local group praising their artwork and commenting on how much joy and happiness they've felt. They look professional, and the people would totally pay for them if we sold them, but that's not the point. My girls are 8 and 11, and I'm trying to teach them about spreading joy and positivity. Well, I guess someone in the hood couldn't stand to let someone else get all the attention because all of a sudden these ratchet-ass rocks... (laughs) 
barely painted are showing up all over the place. They're ugly and thrown together and clearly some stay some stay at home mom's shitty homeschool what? project and say things like hello and smile. So I took them. I went around, I bagged them up, and threw them in the bin. Like, don't try and upstage someone else's art. It's like if you hear someone playing a beautiful song on a piano and your dumbass comes in and starts singing gibberish. My fiancé thinks I'm being petty and that some little kid is going to feel bad, but I don't care. Take your shit-ass rocks somewhere else. That was that went on so long. I know. I didn't think that that was gonna go on. She just like she is so. I feel her anger. Like I'm not angry about it. I think that's really stupid. But you can feel her anger. She is a big mad. I don't know if it's just the way you told it, but the fact that she continued to go on about it just. you and know this go into lady such is detail. Pissed. I would put out so many more, though. I know. I'd be like, "Cool, all right." And like, you're, it's like that's not the point, lady. Yeah, it's you and your toddler that's like three painting rocks. Like we have a lot of rocks outside that are painted. Right. You do too. Yeah, yeah. I call my rock garden. I make yeah. the kids make me them. Yeah, they're great for entertainment. They are, and it's cheap. It's free, practically. It makes the kids have, yeah, especially here. We have great rocks for them, yeah, by the way. Yeah, we do. Here. We do. The best rocks. And have, <laughs> have you not? <laughs> Remix. <laughs> have you, like, seen, well, there's a whole rock like that's a thing that people yeah, do. There's they Facebook paint groups rocks. for yeah. it. It's Do a viral thing. Like yeah. everybody does it. Everyone does it. <laughs> this lady's like, mine are beautiful. Mine are prettier. Keep mine, not yours. Stop copying me. <laughs> my eight year olds. What Anyways. a wonderful gal, as my mother would say. What a wonderful gal. Wonderful gal. <laughs> Shout out, mom. <laughs> do you have a story for me? I do, and your shirt is perfect for it. I'm so excited. It literally smells like a smoke-friendly hotel room in here. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's awful. It smells like we've been smoking I, cigars. I don't want to sage ever again. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have to. I can't even drive behind people with like strong exhaust yeah. smells. I have to go around them, otherwise it'll bother me all day. Yeah. Um. Anyway, your shirt is perfect, and it fits well because... My hair's going to smell like it. Oh, I should have put it up. It's okay. Because it is a possession story. That's why I wore it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I knew it. I'm going to tell you about the possession of George Lukens. Oh. So, a little bit of a background history on him. Mm-hmm. I didn't get much. There wasn't much. It's in, like, the 1700s, so... Oh, He yeah. only got so much in the records. Sure, sure, sure. Facebook wasn't around just yet. Not yet. George Lukens, a.k.a. Yatin Domanic, um, was born in 1743 from the village of Yatin, just outside of Bristol, England. Okay. Uh, he was a well-known tailor, uh, but also a common carrier, a mm-hmm. singer, an actor, and even a ventriloquist. Oh, fun so. for him. He was pretty well-known in the community. Yeah. Uh, He constantly attended church, and he was just all around known to be a good guy. Why do they always attend church? I I know. Well, I mean, it was the 1700s in England, so. 
not that everybody attended church in the 1700s anymore, <laughs> I bet the witches but, don't. But, like, I, that's a really heavy place for witchcraft. I cannot wait to do a witch story there. I will one day, guys. They just take a lot of research. <laughs> I'm okay. so excited. Uh, while staring, it, it all started whenever he was starring in a Christmas play for the local church in December of 1769. Oh, boy. Fast forwarded big time. He's, like, in his 40s. Okay. George claimed he had hit had been hit with what he described as a divine slap. Oh, what's a divine? Which that was a really divine bad, like, slap side. Uh, like that. That was a good one. Uh, I, like my sound went right when you did that. <laughs> so maybe like when we watch it, maybe it'll be perfect. I hope so. <laughs> but I want to know what a divine slap is. Is that like a uh <laughs> Don't make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, or is it like a, like divine makes me think of like, like God. Fancy. Oh, oh, like fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, like religious, I guess. Oh. I would, I would assume it'd be something like religious. The Bible hit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like divine, like. Fancy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it was such a heavy slap. It sent him to the ground. Oh. Um. He also that night, like another thing happened that night. He had been drinking a lot. Um, At church? That's a type of I church get, I want to go so to. So the, the stories all kind of were di- a little bit different in this part. So I was a little bit foggy. But for, from what it sounded like, he got slapped during the play. And then afterwards, they went out and had drinks. I see, I see, I see. So he drank a lot and ended up having to be taken home by, like, two neighbors. Okay. I didn't find that it was necessary to include it, but, you know, I, just in case. Just in case. Um, Okay. Include his party, partying night. Um, After these events, he began to experience seizures or fits. Oh, no. During these fits which would usually begin and end with strong pain in the right hand. He would make strange animal noises, argue with himself, same cursing and swearing and act violently. Oh my gosh. Witnesses reported that he couldn't hear any religious expressions without feeling pain or horror. And I said that right. And that he looked emaciated (laughs) and exhausted. So yeah, that was, he would feel that after. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he was just, as this was continuing, he was just getting, like, exhausted looking and oh, okay. just uh, losing weight and just not overall not looking healthy. Well, yeah, because he's <clears throat> having this going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, as time went on, his issues continued. And in 1775, George was sent for examination at St. George's Hospital in London. He was treated and observed for 20 weeks. And in that time period, he experienced no seizures. Oh. So, the doctors had pronounced him uncurable. And while his symptoms continued, he was placed under the care of a surgeon named Smith. Is the only name I got. Surgeon Smith. Surgeon Smith. Dr. Smith. Who was unable to help him. Because he's a surgeon. Of course. Yeah, like, I know. Whenever I, they said that, I'm like, what are they going to do? Just cut, cut into it them and, like, take something out? <laughs> take your heart out. You're solved. No more seizures for you. You're just dead. <laughs> You're just dead. 
He diagnosed him with hypochondriac disorder and was prescribed uh, laudanum. But it provided no improvement. Oh, boy. Getting desperate, he sought out help from a magical practitioner. You know, kind of like Doctor Strange. Obviously. Magician. And he's a doctor. Uh, One woman prescribed rolled up brown paper with pins driven in it, then burnt it in a fire. Or then had him burn it in a fire, like, during his fits. Kind of like staging, I guess. I I don't know. I guess. Um, and it didn't help. Others insisted that he was bewitched by an old person, so he ended up attacking an elderly woman in an attempt to drink her pure blood. Uh, kind of, like, purify his. That sounds disgusting. He just looks like a crazy person. What's a pure woman? I guess, I don't know. And he didn't, like, not a pure woman, but just because she wasn't possessed, I guess. Oh, I see. Okay. So I guess he was solid as she was pure. I don't know. Okay. Um, after being released from St. George's, he attempted to help, or his brother attempted to help him, but he ended up not being able to help him out, and he just, like, wasn't able to, like, care for him. Aww. So, he ended up staying with a na- man named Richard Beckham, and during this time, he seemed to be cured, and the fits ended. So, even years went on. And he ended up uh, moving out, and there were no episodes for an entire decade. Wow. Until 1787. Oh. At this point, George was convinced that he was possessed by seven demons. How? How? I know. I know. Like, that part came up, and I'm like, what, did something, like, tell you you were possessed? Or or maybe they, like, different ways that he acted yeah like did did like seven of them come up to you and be like hey i'm hey i'm sam hey i'm joe hey what's up let's hang out let's go possess some other people cool (laughs) i don't know (laughs) let's play the ouija board let's play the ouija board or maybe like each demon had him act a different way like split yeah (laughs) i love that movie i know it's such a good movie i love when he acts like the lady the (laughs) little kid Oh my god, that guy is a talented actor. Yes, he is. Yes, like to play all those roles in one movie. Did he win it? He should have won something for that. Should have. I don't know if he did. Flipping good. I don't watch that stuff. He plays a hell of a Professor X too. Yes. Um, he was speaking in tongues and uh, in or in strange voices. He was convulsing. His skin was pale, and he was just like lethargic. While oh, poor guy. I know. While staying with a man named Westcott, Westcott, the man recalled hearing him singing the 200 words of Te Deum in Latin backwards. That's super easy to do. I don't... I... And he didn't speak Latin also. <clears throat> uh, everyone can do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like not... It's People say it's the dead language. It's the live language. It's the live language. <laughs> alive language the living language the I, don't, living I don't know language. i like the alive language <laughs> it's more complicated it's... it makes less sense <laughs> the language of the living i feel like this stage is making us yeah. <laughs> we're us. Getting... please send help we're getting high i don't think stage. this is sage <laughs> mom tell me what to do uh <laughs> A woman named Sarah Barber who had either, I wasn't sure because there were a couple different stories that said different things. She either knew him or she heard about him through, like, word of mouth in the town because, like, everybody knew what was going on with this dude. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but apparently he like confided in her in one of the stories that I'd read. Okay. And he told her what was going on, and she wrote to a Reverend Joseph Easterbrook, informing him that she had known of the man named George Lukens, and he was a really good guy who attended church. They always got to include that. Um, but for the past 18 years, he had been suffering from a disease in which he would experience extraordinary fits. Oh. And she told him that these fits caused him to sing and scream in various sounds and languages, and he had seizures. She mentioned that he had sought help from many different medical professionals, even some said to be magical, but had no answers and had concluded that he was possessed by seven demons. Oh, my gosh. He had also told her that he believed that the only power or the only thing that could help him was the power of the Trinity invoked by seven men of God um, could end his torment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, very specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On an interesting note, though, with that, in the New Testament, Mary Magdalene was actually possessed by seven demons, and it was, like, the same situation. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't that. either. It was in Sorry. there. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, also, <laughs> my dad would probably find that interesting. Yeah. Also, back in the beginning, when I told you his other alias, the Yatin Domenic... Damn, damn it. <laughs> Demonic, 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 I don't know. It is written early in the Bible as something far different than one possessed and influenced by demonic powers. Um, when this occurs, the subject's personality seems to be destroyed and his actions, words, and even thoughts are overrun by evil. They aren't or they aren't vessels, but rather gateways for demonic entities. So it's oh, like they wow. like pass through him. I don't know, and like connect to someone else or just like I don't know, but I found that That's really interesting. That's awful, though. Yeah. Um, so, so he's like a portal, I guess. Reverend Easterbrook visited with Lukens and found that an exorcism was definitely necessary. However, the request to do so was rejected, as always. Like The request with the church? Yeah. It's the 17 freaking hundreds, guys. Come on. Everybody's getting possessed. Yeah. It's like the cool thing to do. Yeah. And the exorcism hadn't even come out yet, so it's like, you know. Movies weren't even a thing. Yeah, movies weren't even a thing. Um, so even though he had no approval, he was like, nah, I got this. We're going to do it anyway. This wow. guy's definitely possessed. So he, like, rallied up, like, six other priests because he knew it had to be seven. And he rallied up uh, six other guys that were willing to help him out. Oh, so um, they had to do seven different yeah. exorcisms. Well, oh. not seven different. They just had to have seven people assist with it. Oh, okay. Um, it's actually... You'll okay. Find out. Okay. So the exorcism began on Friday, June thirteenth, <gasps> in seventeen eighty-seven. Yeah. Of Friday course. The 13th. Uh, it was performed in the vestry, which is like an office attached to the temple church, and which was I thought was weird. Um, and prior to beginning the rites, George spoke in a strong voice that was not his own. As one of the seven demons, the voice told them that the torment would be a thousand times worse for trying such foolish attempts as an exorcism. Once prayers were said and hymns were sung, George's face began to distort and his body started to spasm. He violently cursed in a deep, hoarse tone. He laughed and mocked the men and and also God, saying that he was the or he was the devil and vowed eternal vengeance on the miserable 
on the miserable objects and those present for daring to oppose him and commanded his faithful and obedient servants to appear and take their stations. Oh. So he's like, demons, get ready. We're about ready to fight. <laughs> I felt like I needed to like dumb that Thank down. You. Thank you. That helps that, me that's, a that's lot. That's the way I took it. <laughs> ready? Okay. <laughs> Be aggressive. <laughs> God, this is getting in my head. Thank you. <laughs> he started uh, singing the tune of the Te Deum again um, and replaced the word, every word God with devil. Uh. He also showed uh, quite strength me uh, making it to where two priests had to hold him down oh my gosh and the priest demanded george to speak the name of jesus and instead he would reply with i'm the devil followed by a faint voice voice saying why don't you abjure oh jeez. when they commanded for evil to depart he would swear by his infernal den that he wouldn't and then said must i give up my power and began howling then howling then shouted our master has deceived us where shall we go the priest responded to hell and return no more to torment this man after two hours george finally responded to their commands of him mm -hmm. saying uh god um in his own voice and said blessed jesus and praising god then sang the lord's prayer and just like that he was clean of any demons. what yeah, that, that was, like, the shortest exorcism yeah. ever. Yeah. Like one time, two hours done. Wow. Like, all the ones I've done were, like, Days. a year. Yeah. A year, months. Like, so, with that, with it being so quick, a lot of people were really skeptic about it. Sure. I'm a little bit skeptic about it. I'm not going to lie. So, with this being a case that the public was aware of, it began to grow and became nationwide news that the, um, and the Yatin dominic dang it i can't I hate this word uh was front page news but did they even have mm -hmm. the news back then yeah of course they do did you, don't you remember watching greatest showman oh they got duh, the duh, stuff? Duh, yeah that's what i had that's what i asked myself too i'm like do they have the news then it was almost the 1800s so oh okay um nationwide news yeah. <laughs> on the news reporting ron burgundy uh, to, pre to prevent the wild stories and uh, the priest, uh, priest, yeah. it's heard happily. I'm like, <sighs> okay, Easterbrook and the other priests all met together because they didn't want like wild stories stemming from this. Right. Like, they were like, we're going to tell our side. We're going to put the truth out there before anyone can make accusations. That's smart. So they put it out there and people just... They weren't convinced. They were like, okay, dude, he's an actor. You know, he could have easily, like, played this sure. off. But for 18 years. Come on, people. Yeah. Um, many weren't convinced. They suggested that the entire possession was an act. Not only was he a well-known for his performance on the stage, but also ventriloquism. And, and one, of the, one of the things that I had read said that he was speaking, but his mouth wasn't moving. So, like, ventriloquism, uh, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um. And that he was a hypochondriac. Medical professionals believe that he could have suffered from epilepsy, schizophrenia, hypochondriac disorder, or even been bitten by a rabid dog. But you die from that? 
don't you? Definitely. <laughs> Sorry, priests are good, but they're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was that's basically the aftermath. I mean, there's lots of skeptics even to this day about the whole exorcism. Um, and it can't be that's something that really can't be proven. Um, right. As for George Lukens, he lived the rest of his life kind of in the shadows, unknown, and he was poor for the rest of his life. That's kind of sad. Yeah. So he like he didn't get like famous from no. it. So um, he attempted to make a living off of begging and selling small books, um, but uh, not many heard of him until he actually died and oh. was put inside the newspaper February of eighteen oh five. Wow. And that was the possession of George Lukens. That was like the shortest possession story I've ever done. That is crazy that it only lasted two hours. I know. I was like, wait a second. And I checked like all these different sources that I was looking at. And I was like, no way. And I'm okay. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with me. You are so welcome, buddy. I have another short. I have a short story too. Oh, cool. More time for play. More time for that was my thought. We get to go play after this, guys. Yay! After we do our ads and... <laughs> oh, yeah. And go take a air break. Yes, please. <laughs> Some take smoke breaks, but we're taking a I break need an air break. Do you like cowboys? Hell yeah. You're not going to like this one. Oh. Sorry. Um. So I'm going to tell you about Cly- Clout- Clout- Claude. Claude. Thank you. That's a weird name for a cowboy. He's a wannabe. Jean-Claude. Claude. I'm going to tell you about Claude uh, Lafayette Dallas Jr. He was born on March 11th, 1950 in Winchester, Virginia. Winchester, Virginia. Yeah. yeah. He was born to a dairy farmer, and at a young age, they moved to Morrow, Ohio, which is where he learned to trap and hunt wild game. Ooh. Claude Claude. Ohio? I, I guess. guess that's the thing there, yeah. Claude, 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 Thank you. Good. Claude loved reading old Western books and would often act out being a cowboy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of weird as an adult. No, when he was younger. Oh, he was a kid. Okay, yes, okay, okay. <laughs> That's kind of weird to do. It's like, okay, I'm just playing in my cowboy boots on my little horsey stick here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no shame. I also would do that. But, yep. Um, after graduating high school in 1967, he wanted to live out in the West. So he ended up hitchhiking all the way to Oregon from Ohio. Oh, okay. He wanted to be out in the West with the Western Cowboys. Uh, Western Cowboys. Uh, that's where he found a job as a ranch hand and a trapper. Oh, ranch hands have not a good reputation in this in this room. No, they do not. Uh, especially in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Pig lady. <laughs> Pig lady. Uh, the Vietnam War broke out, and his family back home kept getting draft notices for him. Uh, but he claimed he was not in contact with his family anymore and was unaware of the notices. Oh, you can get in a lot of trouble for that. <clears throat> he did. He did get in a lot of trouble. Regardless, a warrant for his arrest was issued for dodging the draft, and he was actually tracked down by the FBI and arrested oh, dang. on October fifteenth, nineteen seventy-three. He was brought back to Ohio and was released under, uh, released to, uh, 
under the custody of his parents awaiting trial for his dodging the draft. Uh, during the trial, the draft board could not prove that Claude... <laughs> Good, you said it right. Uh, during the trial, the draft board could not prove that Claude knew about the draft letters, so the charges were dropped. Okay. And I know you're wondering, why are you telling me about this, Bree? Amy? It's okay. It's the sage. It's the sage, yeah. Why is this information so important to include? Well, because he learned he deeply hated the government. Oh. So. Same. Yes. But you didn't murder people because of it. Nah, not, no. So, the winter of 1981, Claude set up trapping camps in southwest Idaho, three miles from the Nevada border. And the area was leased to Don Carlin, who had a winter ranch there for his cattle. Uh, I don't know what that means, but... Winter ranch. Yeah, so Claude... uh, It's like the summer house and the winter house. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, must be nice to be a cattle and right? have a winter home. <laughs> Go south for winter. I'm trying to remember what they call it. Snowbird. Snowbird. <clears throat> yep. So Claude was just doing his thing when Don Carlin's son, Eddie, showed up and stopped by his camp. He noticed Claude had poached two bobcats and a poached deer. Oh, man. Yeah. So Claude was not doing the right thing. Um... And so, Eddie warned him that the Department of Fish and Game might be stopping by. Since it was their property, like, he was just letting him know. Um, Claude replied with, I'll be waiting for them. What? And then mentioned that he... (laughs) That's not how that works. Nope. And then he mentioned that he likes to settle his business with a gun. Which made Eddie super... That's not how that works. That's not how that works. Yeah. (laughs) So, that made Eddie super uncomfortable. Uh, Don and and his son Eddie also caught up with some po- caught some other poachers on their land with some grouse, so they called the Department of Fish and Game and reported the other porch- poachers, but not Claude, 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 Claude. <laughs> um, so the officers stopped by the house where Don and Eddie lived to get the, get the details. They were about to leave when Don's wife was like, "What about that guy up in uh, you know, bull camp?" Uh oh. He was poaching stuff, wasn't he? And so that Eddie was like, yeah, there's another guy that poached some Uh-oh. bobcats and a deer. But he said, be careful. Eddie is not to be trusted. Stinking wife, open up in her mouth. Yeah. Shut your mouth, wife. Don't be a rat. Go back to the kitchen. Snitches get stitches. So after taking care of the grouse poachers, the officers Pogue and Elms went to check out Claude's camp. The other or the two officers entered the tent where Claude was keeping the bobcat hides and deer. Claude claimed that Elms drew his gun and so he reacted by shooting Pogue. And then he shot Elms while he was attempting to exit the tent. He drug Elms' body to a nearby river. Okay, but if you're innocent, then why are you trying to hide the body? So, Sorry. Anyway, yeah. this is like the organ lady. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So then he convinced his friend Jim Stevens to transport Pogue's body to a coyote's den. 
And his friend Jim witnessed the entire thing because he just happened to stop by and visit his friend Cloud, Cloud, Clyde, Claude. <laughs> Whatever his name is. <laughs> well, Claude. 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 Just call him Claude. Uh, so his friend Jim was visit, like stopped by while the fish and game people were there. So then he's like, hey, buddy, help me drag this body. And he's like, I really don't want to. But he did anyways because he was probably scared of him. He didn't want to get shot like the cops. Yeah, exactly. So, but he witnessed the entire thing. Jim did. So Claude uh, then fled the scene and wasn't caught until 15 months later where he was finally charged with two counts of first degree murder. He was sentenced to prison for a total of 30 years. And that's not the end of the story. Oh, okay. Yep. Claude actually escaped prison. What? Yep. On March 30th. Claude. Claude. On March on March 30th, 1986, three years after he was sentenced. And he was on the run for almost an entire Just three years. years. Yeah, he escaped after three years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, he was on the run for almost an entire year, and he was captured outside of 7-Eleven, the convenience store, in Riverside, California. Or gas station. Correct. On March 8, 1987, and he was brought to a high-security prison in Kansas. After serving 22 years in prison, he his sentence was reduced by eight years for good behavior. I mean... You didn't shoot someone? Good job. Good job. You didn't shoot someone in the 22 years that you've been good here. Good job. But you did escape prison, but we'll just... It's yeah, fine. It's, you know, fine. minor details. We'll just forget about it. Yeah. So he was released on February 2005. And so far, he has been sitting seen living in Grouse Creek, Utah, and in Alaska. What? <laughs> living off the land and hating the government. Mm, that's the story of Claude. Is he in Alaska now? We don't know. He he stays off he the hates, grid. He's in the, he hates the government. He hates the government. Okay, uh, don't trust any Claudes. Yeah. And if Claude listens to us... So I mean, if, dog world, dude. So let me just say, if say. He's, what happened? I wonder if that one guy went to jail, Jim. Or did uh, he get in trouble? <clears throat> I didn't have any information on him. Oh, okay. okay, but I, I'm going to suspect that he probably told the yeah, cops he probably, about him. He's probably the one who came forward. Yeah, yeah. Like this guy, Eventually. like oh, there's my shoes. <laughs> I've been looking for them all week. <laughs> my Converse. Yeah, I saw. I saw one. You probably took them off last week. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably Saturday. <laughs> it's been a whole week since I've seen those. No, really. Like <laughs> I've been wearing other shoes out I hate when I do that. Yeah. So yep. it was a short, short but sweet one. Chances are he might be oh, your neighbor sweet. if you live in Alaska. Yeah. Who so knows? Beware of any clods. Yeah. Clots. Clots. Mm-hmm. Clot. Blood clots are also very important to be aware yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you're taking aspirin. Yes. Frick. You want to hear a neighborhood story? Yes, please. All right. Watch the kid in apartment 205. She tried to push me down the stairs. Oh. Just a note to let everybody know. I all thank you. I actually <laughs> I really appreciate that because <laughs> I don't want to be. What a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to be. But that would be my kid, though. That yeah. would be Natalie. Yeah. I <laughs> trying see to that. push someone down the stairs. Yeah. My child is just a wonderful gal. We're going to go because yeah. we want to have a girls' night. So yeah. goodbye. And we got some ads to do. So, you yeah. Know. You oh. know how that goes. Uh, have a great night. If um, you want to listen to us, positive energy. Oh, yeah. Um, also, <laughs> you can listen to us wherever you listen to us itunes you can rate and review us as well as spotify please follow us on our social medias we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok and that's at wwtn podcast we have a new member to our facebook group ghosty i don't know where the heck he came from but you know he's in there he likes to put his opinion out there yeah or she i'm sorry or they they them uh they like to put their opinion out there you know but we have fun in our group uh, our website is whatswiththeneighbors.com. And on there, you can find a link to everything that she just mentioned, along with a link to our merchandise and a link to our Patreon. If you want to be on the donor bus, $5 a month gets Choo-choo. you $5 a month gets you exclusive content and our episodes videoed and unedited. And for $3 a month, you can get our episodes released early and exclusive content and feel free to slide into our dms with any questions comments story suggestions or your own personal true crime or paranormal stories and that's at wwtnpodcast at gmail.com and have you checked in on the neighbors what's with the neighbors watch out for claude (gasps) bring amy out watch out for blood clots what's with the neighbors and say hi to your cats for us